this is our line upon line series that we talked about earlier, just the chapter one of John, because we all should be studying the word of God. And we just want to give you an idea of how God speaks to our heart as we get into the word. You know, before it might be a word, it could be a, a verse, it could be an incident that happened. Do we have our receivers tuned in to what he's saying? I remember you asking me why John, right? Right. <laughs> John being one of my favorite books. John's opening line always interests me uh, because it starts with the same line that Genesis 1-1 does in the beginning. And so from John's perspective, we get to know and see Jesus from an interesting point of view. So let's see what can be found in our hearts, line upon line. So starting off in John, in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When we think about the first verse, we read John's descriptive of the main subject of the verse, which is the Word. Yeah. And it's John the disciple, not John the Baptist. He tells us some important details about the Word. What are those details about the word? Well, the in that verse, it talks about um, the word was before the world was, because it says in the beginning. And then it says the word was with God, which allows us to know that the word and God are separate entities from each other, but they are one divinity. And then number three, the word was God. And so if we recap all the things that's in verse one of John, is basically saying the word was God and it fellowships with God and existed before the world was. Now that can be kind of confusing when you say the word was God and it fellowship with God, but you have to understand the, the Trinity. And this it, the Trinity is a word that you don't see in the Bible, but you distinctively know the oneness of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so it's three persons in one. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of what I have, what I got. Like you said, John 1, 1 parallels mm -hmm. with Genesis, some, some, in some ways with Genesis. Right. He was in the beginning with God. Mm -hmm. This is verse 2. Right. He was in the beginning with God. Who was in the beginning with God? Jesus, who's the Word. Mm -hmm. And and we go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Okay. It says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God is including himself, his son, and his Holy Spirit. Also, there's the element of that word God. It's a plural name in Hebrew. That Hebrew name for God is Elohim. And Elohim is plural for meaning more than one. So when you see that word God as Elohim, you're talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He was in the beginning with God. It tells you the gender of the word, and it's a he. It also affirms what was already said in number one, which is that he was in the beginning and was with God. So let us step back to Genesis 1, and we see it from the beginning. This verse, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. So God is mentioned there, but you don't hear the word as John 
writes it. Then there's the spirit of God as it hovers over the dark, the deep. The spirit of God is there in the beginning, but no mention of the word. And that's in verse two, right? So, you know, we have God in, in, in verse one. We had the Holy Spirit in verse two, but it's really no mention of the word. If people are looking for the word, but we understand that the word is a he. So who is he? And you mentioned it earlier that Jesus is he. And we will go through that when we get more into John and uh, all through the scripture. It talks about him being there from the beginning, even before the earth was, he was there. So when we say something, we're using words. People might think that as a stretch of saying, okay, you're just making something up. But there are scriptures all over the word that points to Jesus being there in the creative work of God and being the one that created. So listed in, um, let's see, let's see right here. It talks about when God said, the first thing he says, he says, let there be light. I often wonder about that light. And the question is something to think about. What was that light that God spoke? into existence. Uh, if you can go to Revelations 21, 23 for me, what was the light that was spoken when God said, let there be light and there was light? What was that light when the things that produce light wasn't even created yet, wasn't even spoken into existence yet? No moon, no stars, no sun. So what was that light? So Revelations twenty one twenty three says the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God illuminated it. The lamb is its light. Amen. Amen. So we see that the light that he spoke into existence, we can look at it from two ways. We can look at it as God's glory and Jesus was the glory of God <laughs> and Jesus is the light of the world. You know, and so, so many scriptures point to him being there from the beginning, you know, just because we don't see the word, the word there, as John puts it, we know. And as we read further into chapter one of John, we will realize that that word and that light is the same person, Jesus Christ. So God said, and these are the things that God said, which is very important to understand when we talk about the word that creates life. God said, let there be light. God said, let the heavens come from the midst of the waters. God said, water be gathered together and let the earth appear. God said, let the earth bring grass, bring forth seed. God said, let there be lights in the heavens, the moon, the sun, and stars. Let life moving creatures in the water and the fowls of the air come forth. Let the beasts of the earth and creepy things come from the earth. God said these things. God said, let us make man in our image, just like you told you just talked about earlier in um, Genesis 26, verse 26. He said, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the fish and fowls and everything that moves upon the earth. He's given man this this uh, mandate of having dominion over the fish and the fowls of the air and the, and the beasts of things that move upon the earth. Do you have anything that? Yeah, just to go go back a, a little bit um, on that. Um, when we talk about in John, where he says, in the beginning was the word. And here, what I see, because he, he's saying in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Right. Mm -hmm. So right there, he's talking about God as a person. And then we go to Genesis when God says, let there be. And we see his words there as action. Right. God is there, mm -hmm. but his words are also action. Right. So when he said, when he spoke it and said, let there be, mm -hmm. it was. So his words are all also action. Mm -hmm. 
And um, and then, of course, you know, going back to let us make man in our in our image, we see Jesus is included. The Holy Spirit is is included. And when the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the earth, we see the Holy Spirit there as well. So, yeah, it's just really interesting that when you read the book and, you know, we talk about taking things out of context and, you know, people who 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 may not understand the word and they accuse Christians sometimes of taking things out of context. This is not what it's saying, but the Holy Spirit allows us to see the thread of the word where we can go back and we're studying to show ourselves approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. And this is rightly dividing the word of truth. We're going back and we're seeing God from beginning to end. He's just woven throughout Scripture. Now, have you ever come across the scripture where, you know, I, I know I have. I've read the scriptures and I felt it's saying one thing. And then as time goes on and I read more, then there is clarity brought to me that that wasn't what it was talking about. Yes. I, and, and, you know, I go back to the scriptures where it talks about um, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. That some sometimes we can read a scripture and that scripture is milk to us because we haven't had any kind of experience at all with it. And when we read it, it's it's milk to us. But as we grow in our spiritual walk and we can go back to that same scripture and maybe we've had some occurrences or some situation that's right. come up in our lives. Now that word is now no longer milk to us, but God gives it to us as meat. And so same same word but the scenario's different right. and so that's why the the word of god is it's powerful it's active it's living right. it doesn't just stay one level or one um one, to, one layer yeah. right one dimensional on the on the page it's active with our lives it's and it's alive. according to what our lives are god gives us his word according to that so yeah I've had those. Yeah. And and, and I want to close. We, we're just doing these two verses because it's so rich. Something for you to think about until the next time we get together. Not everything we read that God places something in our heart about that. There's just things that God wants us to know at a certain time, an event in our life, or something that will occur in our lives that he wanted us to be prepared for. So this is the 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 essence of studying the word, showing yourself approved is that God is, is is a spirit leading and guiding us through the scriptures to make us stronger, uh, make us more sure, let our faith be strengthened, um, have something in, in at the right time, in the right place for the right person. And I want to I want to close this this episode with uh, coming out of Colossians 1, 15 through 17. Can you go to that one? And it's basically telling us of the responsibility or the purpose that Jesus had in the beginning and and what was that like? What did he have his hands in, in the beginning? And God said or spoke the word. And in Colossians 1, 15 through 17 are verses that points to the word being there in the beginning. Can you read those, please? Sure. Um, Colossians 1, 15 through 17. He is the image of the invisible God. Who is he? Jesus. Though he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible 
and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. In all things he consists, or he's almost like the glue, right? He's like the glue that puts all these things together. So talk a little bit about that. Well, what I was going to say was that the invisible is more important. It is more real than the visible because we are held together by the invisible. Good point. We are held together by the invisible. If the invisible did not exist, the visible could not exist. Amen. And amen, that's a good word. And so we want you to think about these things until we meet again. Um, I just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that um, you will begin to read the word for yourself, that you will begin to know of the Savior that came into the world to set us free. If we just repent, confess that we are not Lord of our lives, that Jesus Christ is Lord. He says, repent of the sins of your life and then that if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And as simple as that. Now, if you've done that and you're a believer, get into the word. I mean, times like we have now, it's very important for you to know the word and draw closer to the one that inspired men to write the word so that you know that you prepare yourself in the light so you're ready for when darkness comes. So I just pray in Jesus' name that... um that as we read these scriptures, you get a better understanding and a better love for Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit because they all are active in our lives, that we might be overcomers in this world. In the name of Jesus, till we, till we meet again, be blessed.